Chapter 5 Heaven What it is and how to get there He looked for the city which hath the foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 10 We have not here an abiding city, but we seek after the city which is to come. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 14 I go to prepare a place for you. John chapter 14 verse 2 And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. The first things are passed away. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 My subject in this chapter is heaven. What it is and how to get there. This was the city Abraham sought, the city which hath the foundations. This is the abiding city which we are seeking instead of these fleeting and perishable cities and homes of earth. What sort of a place is this city? What sort of a place is heaven? In answer to the question, I won't tell what sort of a place I imagine heaven to be. I care very little for my speculations or any other man's speculations and notions on this point. I will tell you something that is sure. I will tell you what God plainly teaches about it in His Word. Many think we know nothing about heaven and that it is all guesswork. That is not so. God has revealed much about it, and what He has revealed about it is very heartening and eminently calculated to awaken in every wise and true heart a desire to go there. I think if we reflected more about heaven, it would help us to bear our burdens here more bravely. It would encourage us to holier living and help deliver us from the power of the greed and the lust that is impairing so many lives. Focusing more on heaven would make us cheerier and more pleasant. Philosophers who tell us that our present business is to live this present life and let the future take care of itself are very shallow. You might as well tell the schoolboy that his present business is to live today and take no care about the future life of manhood and not wisely prepare for it and feel its stimulus. True thoughts of the life that is to come clothe the present life with new beauty and strength. Let us then think a while about heaven. What do we know about it? Heaven, a place. First, heaven is a place. I go to prepare a place for you, says Jesus, John chapter 14, verse 2. Some will tell you that heaven is merely a state or condition. Doubtless, it is more important to be in a heavenly state or condition than in a heavenly place. It would unquestionably be preferable to be in hell in a heavenly state of thought and heart than to be in heaven in a hellish state of thought and heart. But heaven is a place. We are not to merely be in a heavenly state of mind, but in a heavenly city as well. A city which hath the foundations, an abiding city. Christ has already entered into heaven now to appear in the presence of God for us. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 24 He has gone to prepare a place for us and is coming back for us to take us to it
We are not to be disembodied spirits in the world to come, but redeemed spirits, in redeemed bodies, in a redeemed society, in a redeemed universe. Characteristics of Heaven Heaven is first a place of incomparable external as well as internal beauty. This appears from such descriptions as we have in Revelation chapter 21 and 22. The God of the Bible is a God of beauty. The God of nature is also a God of beauty. He made this world beautiful, but its beauty has been marred by sin. The weed and the thorn and the briar spring up. The insect devours the roses, the lilies fade, and decay and death bring loathsome sights and foul smells. Scripture, the whole creation, fallen in sympathy with fallen man, groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Romans chapter 8, verse 22. But enough is left of the original beauty to show us how intensely God loves beauty, and He has told us in His Word that the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the liberty of the glory of the children of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 21. In heaven there will be the perfection of beauty, perfection of form, color, sound, and odor. The beauty that is to be is indescribable. All earthly comparisons fail. Every sense and faculty of perception in our present state is blunted by sin and the disease that results from sin. But in our redemptive bodies, every sense and faculty will receive enlargement and exist in perfection. We cannot imagine what new senses we might have. Every faculty will have unlimited opportunity for exercise. A material beauty, the counterpart of the moral beauty of that world, the highest and most faultless, will surround us on every side, filling eye and ear and nostril. Some of us have seen beautiful visions on earth. We have seen the mountains rearing their snow-crowned heads through the clouds. We have seen the vistas of rolling hills and lush valleys with winding rivers and forests and their changing colors. We have seen the lake and ocean dancing, tossing, and rolling in the moonlight. We have seen the heavens in the clear wintry night bejeweled with their countless stars. And we have caught the odors that float through the summer night in parks and gardens and tropical islands. We have listened to the indescribable harmonies of piano and violin and organ as they responded to the touch of the master's hand and the more matchless music of the human voice. But all these are nothing compared to the beauty of sight and sound and fragrance that will greet us in that fair city that has foundations. This shall be the reward of the poorest of God's children. That poor widow, who toils in the dim candlelight for a pitifully small wage with which unadorned sweaters reward her painful toil, will soon be at rest and enter upon these scenes of indescribable beauty forever. Companionships in Heaven But the beauty of heaven, as good and attractive as it is, will be its least important characteristic. Heaven will be a place of high, holy, and ennobling companionships. 
the best and wisest and noblest men of all ages will be there. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob will be there. Matthew chapter 8 verse 11 says, And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and the west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, along with Moses, Elijah and Daniel, Paul and John, Rutherford and Brainerd and Payson. All the purest, noblest, most unselfish ones that the world has known will be there. All those who have trusted in the atoning blood of Christ. For we know that if the earthly house of our tabernacle be dissolved, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. All the dear ones who believed in and loved the Lord Jesus will be there. There are many who desire to get into the best society of earth, and that is all right, if really it is the best society, and not merely the society of wealth, fashion, and foolishness that is sometimes strangely and irrationally called the best society. But the very best society of this world will be nothing compared to the society of heaven. The joys we find in the dearest companionships of noble, unselfish, thoughtful people here give but the faintest concept of the joys of heaven's companionships. The angels are in heaven. Luke chapter 1 verse 19 says, And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak unto thee, and to bring thee these good tidings. Later in Luke we read, I say unto you, that even so there shall be joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Even so I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Luke chapter 15 verse 7 and verse 10. We shall enjoy the companionship of these lofty intelligences, Gabriel, Raphael, with the whole angelic host. God Himself is there too. In a sense, He is everywhere, but heaven is the place of His particular presence and the manifestation of Himself. Several scriptures illustrate this. Then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, 2 Chronicles 6, verse 30. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 We shall hold communion with him Jesus Christ is there and said behold i see the heavens opened and the son of man standing on the right hand of god acts chapter 7 verse 56 seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast our profession Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 Now in the things which we are saying the chief point is this We have such a high priest who sat down on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens Hebrews chapter 8 verse 1 To Paul this was one of the most attractive thoughts about heaven But I am in a strait betwixt the two having the desire to depart and be with Christ for it is very far better Philippians chapter 1 verse 23 Samuel Rutherford also cried 
I would rather be in hell with thee than in heaven without thee. For if I were in hell with thee, that would be heaven to me, and if I were in heaven without thee, that would be hell to me. On the other hand, there will be no unpleasant or degrading companionships there. The devil will not be there. The lewd, the vulgar, and the obscene will not be there. The greedy, the scheming, and the selfish will not be there. The liar, the slanderer, the backbiter, the meddler, and the gossiper will not be there. The mean, the contemptible, and the hypocrite will not be there. The profane, the blasphemer, the infidel, and the scoffer will not be there. No money, influence, or cunning will get them in. Scripture, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything unclean, or he that maketh an abomination and a lie. Revelation chapter 21 verse 27 Heaven will be a good place to be. Your city would not be such a bad place to live if we could get rid of some of its inhabitants. All such will be gotten rid of in heaven. There are limitations to the joys of the dearest earthly companionships. Here, thought is deeper than all speech, feeling deeper than all thought. Souls to souls can never teach what unto themselves was taught. It will not be like that there. We will perfectly open our hearts to one another, as we so often long to here. Scripture For now we see in a mirror darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know fully, even as also I was fully known. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12 Heaven will be a place of glad reunions. Then we who are alive, who remain, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17 The bereaved wife shall meet the husband she has missed for so long. The son shall meet the mother whose departure left his life so desolate. There we shall meet again children who were removed from us in all the beauty of their early life, and whom we have never forgotten through all the months and years that have passed. Ah, what glad days those coming days will be when we meet again, never more to part. Freedom from Sin Heaven will be a place that is free from everything that curses or mars our life here. The world we live in would be a happy place indeed if it were not for a few things. If there were no sin, no sickness, no pain, no poverty, no labor, no lack, and no death, this world would be good. But these things mar and almost ruin this present world. There will be none of these things in heaven. There will be no sin. Everyone will perfectly obey the will of God. There will be no poverty. Everyone will have all the inexhaustible wealth of God at his disposal. Scripture And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Romans chapter 8, verse 17 There will be no menial, grinding toil. When I see the weary women who toil from early morning until late at night, over a wash tub or ironing board or sewing machine, 
when I see the men who rise at the break of day and go to the forge or bench or ditch, I rejoice that there is a place where the weary can rest. There will be none of these things in heaven. Scripture There remaineth therefore a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9 There will be no sickness nor pain. And God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. The first things are passed away. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 No more aching limbs, no more throbbing temples, no more darting pains, no more grinding tortures, no more swelling tongues, no more weakness, no more sighs, no more groans, no more nights of tossing and sweltering rooms, no more tears. There will be no death in heaven, no breaking hearts as we look for the last time into the faces of loved ones as cheeks grow ashen and eyes glaze over, no watching the undertaker as he fastens down the coffin lid on the one we loved, no black dresses and veils. There will be no funerals passing through the streets, no standing by a cavernous grave to watch a coffin lowered into it, and no listening to the cold lumps of soil as they fall remorselessly on the box that contains the form of the one we love so much and whose departure leaves life so cheerless. Thank God there is no death in heaven. Perfect Knowledge Heaven will be a place of universal and perfect knowledge. Here the wisest of us sees through a glass darkly, but there face to face. Here we know in part, but there we will know even as we are known. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12 The wisest scientist or philosopher on earth knows very little. The little they do know is exceedingly precious, but it is very little. When he was an old man, Sir Isaac Newton said to one who praised his wisdom, I am as a child on the seashore, picking up a pebble here and a shell there, but the great ocean of truth still lies before me. But in heaven the most uneducated of us will have fathomed that great ocean of truth, perfect knowledge of all things. The great perplexing problems of God and man, of time and eternity, will be solved. God's wondrous purposes and their accomplishment will lie open before us. No doubts, no questionings, no uncertainties, no errors. Faith swallowed up in sight. Perfect Love Heaven will be a place of universal and perfect love. Scripture Beloved, now are we children of God and it is not yet made manifest what we shall be. We know that if he shall be manifested, we shall be like him. For we shall see him even as he is. 1 John 3, verse 2 We shall be like him, and he is love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. 1 John 4, verse 8 What a place to live! where everyone is a lover and where all love is perfect. How happy is the home where love is triumphant! It may be a lowly home, a very plain place, but it is a happy place. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is 
than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 7. All is love there. And that love will not be like that of earth, hesitating, suspicious, uncertain, selfish, first cold and then warm, but will be pure, unbounded, unfaltering, unchanging, constant, and Christ-like. What a world that will be! The universal brotherhood of which we read and talk about and see so little of will find its perfect realization in heaven. Place of Praise Heaven will be a place of praise. After these things I saw, and behold, a great multitude, which no man could number, out of every nation and of all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, arrayed in white robes and palms in their hands. And they cry with a great voice, saying, Salvation unto our God who sitteth on the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels were standing round about the throne and about the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be unto our God for ever and ever. Amen. Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 12. Men will have open eyes to see God as He is, to see Jesus Christ as He is. Souls will throb and burst forth with praise. Suppose we should get one glimpse of God as He is, one view of Jesus Christ as He is. There would be a burst of song rising from all of us, such as never rang before. There will be melody all day long in heaven. Some people ask me in a critical way, Why do you have so much music in your meetings? Because we wish them to be as much like heaven as possible. Heaven will be a very musical place there will be far more singing than preaching there. An Abiding City with Foundations Heaven will be a city which hath the foundations, an abiding city. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10, chapter 13, verse 14. Earth's greatest cities and earth's fairest homes do not abide. They crumble into dust. The so-called eternal city of the past is trodden underneath the unheeding feet of the beggars of modern Rome. The world itself does not abide. The world passeth away. 1 John 2, verse 17. Heaven continues. We enter it and go out no more, ever. The eons of eternity roll on, but heaven abides in its beauty, in its glory, in its joyousness, and in its love, and we abide with it. Gaining an Entrance into Heaven Is no heart stirred with a longing for that better country? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16. Who would not rather have an entrance into heaven than to have the poor fleeting possessions of any of earth's millionaires? If I had to choose between having the most splendid mansion on earth with the largest fortune and all that money could buy, and miss heaven, or live in the most wretched tenement, in need and hunger and suffering all my days, but gain heaven in the end, it would not take long to choose. 
when we reach that fair home, the hardships of earth through which we may have passed will seem small and trifling indeed. Scripture I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to usward. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. But we may all gain an entrance. There is only one way, but that way is very simple and open to all. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one cometh unto the Father but by me. John chapter 14, verse 6. And in John chapter 10, verse 9, he says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and go out, and shall find pasture. Christ is the door to heaven. Christ is the way to God. Accept Christ. Accept Him fully as your Savior, your Master, and your Lord. Do it today. Do it now. If you stood outside the door of some fair mansion where all inside was beauty and sociability and joyousness and love, and the owner said, Come in, would you wait for a second invitation and risk it not being given? But even now Jesus swings heaven's door open wide and says, Come in. Accept him at once, and gain a right to enter and live forever in heaven. In the United States, there was a godless father who had a sweet little child who was an earnest Christian. This young daughter fell ill and died. The father was very angry at God. After the funeral, he raged around his room, cursing God who had taken his beloved child from him. At last, utterly worn out, he threw himself upon the bed and fell asleep. In his sleep, he dreamed that he stood beside a dark river and saw a beautiful land on the far side. As he gazed across the river, he saw children coming toward him. From among the children, one fair child emerged, whom he recognized as his own little daughter. She was beckoning to him and calling, Come over here, Father, come over here. He awoke, burst into tears, and gave up his rebellion against God. He accepted Christ and prepared to meet his child in the fair land beyond the river. To many of us there are voices of loved ones who have gone before calling, Come over here, Father. Come over here, my son. Come over here, mother. Come over here, husband. Come over here, wife. Let us accept Christ at once and gain the right to enter heaven and live there forever.